our deepest fears that we are powerful beyond measure. I will live every day as if there were a microphone tucked under my tongue. It's great to get in the game, but don't get in the game until you understand the rules till you're an insider. Your life changes when you begin having a different conversation in your head. What we need to do in radically deep problems is propose radically visionary solutions. Because the people who are crazy enough to think they can change the world are the ones who do. Greetings, everyone. My name is Julie Masters, and you are listening to another episode of Inside Influence, in which I delve into the minds of some of the world's most fascinating influencers or experts in influence to get to the bottom of what it really takes to own your voice and then amplify it to drive an industry, a conversation, a movement, or a nation. Now, as the Inside Influence team and I take a short break to refuel our collective batteries over summer or winter, depending on where you are in the world, we've got you covered. For the month of August, we will be releasing a weekly power cut of our favorite and your favorite podcast episodes. These will be a short powerhouse version containing some of our favorite moments and our favorite guests from the podcast, all to keep you fueled and showing up at the next level. Our third Power Cut episode is with Victoria Labam. Victoria is a Hall of Fame speaker, Wall Street Journal best-selling author and performance strategist. As a trusted consultant to top leaders and brands, she shows individuals at all levels how to uncover their hidden genius, express themselves in memorable ways, and align with a larger mission in order to win over the people that they serve. She is also the author of the Wall Street Journal best-selling book, Risk Forward and the founder of the Rock the Room program that helps people knock their communications out of the park, whether on camera or in person. In today's Power Cut, we explore why shifting your focus from recognition to contribution is one of the most powerful decisions that you can make when it comes to building your influence. Why hyperactivity is a form of self-hypnosis. Now, take a second with that one. That one just broke my brain. And why the largest risk and the greatest step that we can ever take is usually to deliberately pause and really look at where we're going. And finally, how to start trusting your ideas, or at least the idea that's going to lead to the idea, just long enough for the next one to arrive. If you enjoy this Power Cut episode and would like to hear my full conversation with Victoria, please head over to my website, juliemasters.com. I think it's episode 133 or tune in at any of your usual favorite podcast places. But for now, sit back, relax, and enjoy this power cut with the powerhouse herself, Victoria LeBan. I want to I talk about intuition just a little bit more. You know, you had said that this through line piece, when we bury it, because we do, yeah. we all do, every single human being on the planet does at different points. It shows up as intuition, which I felt was just an incredible way of thinking about it. But then the next point after that, which was what happens when we bury our intuition? What happens then and how do we do that? And you have this great line, which is we hypnotize ourselves through hyperactivity. And when I read that, I was like, oh, Oh yeah, that, that's that's me. I do that. That's a hundred percent. Yeah, a hypnosis is the word. It because it's like it's not that it's addiction like work addiction. Like people are like oh, it, it's like you're you're hypnotized. Like you're not even 
and that intoxication. And I've been there. I wrote about this and I talk about it because I've been there. And at times I still fall into that. And, and in those moments, I'm so unbelievably intensely, but deep down on some like deep, deep level, I'm not happy, you know, and it shows up in all kinds of weird ways, but it's like, boy, if I can kind of, for me, and this is just for me, like, I feel like we're all rhythmic and some people's rhythm is that hyperactivity. You know, some people do really well in that, but I kind of secretly think it's, it is that hypnosis. But if you can fall into this other rhythm, like, you know, going back to trigonometry, you know, sine and cosine, like that up and down wave, like that's a different kind of rhythm. And so it's like, what rhythm do you want to operate on? And sometimes that intensity, which, you know, our electronic social media driven world is just, you know, checked into, uh, you know, good luck, I want to say. Like, I just worry about our natural biological systems. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad, I love I loved what you just said there about the rhythms. I was actually having a conversation with my husband last night because I very consciously created rhythms in my week. You know, I, I have to, I have business and very young children and, you know, a lot of stuff going on. And so I have deliberately created rhythms and over the past couple of weeks have just broken them, broken them all for various different reasons, broken them all. And I was saying to my husband last night, I was like, I just... I feel breathless. That's the yeah. only way I can describe the feeling in my body. I just feel breathless. What a beautiful way to say it. And I get it. I'm going to speak from my experience because it might be different. It was what you felt, but it's like a tightness in my chest. I noticed when I would go to sleep at night, I was like, oh my God, I feel, I feel like I'm kind of slightly always a little nervous, like a little tense. Like I, I just, you know, and, and we can live through that. It's extraordinary. We can live through that. Like we can live through a little body pain, but it just, it's finally going away. And the way it's been going away, and this is really recent, Julie, again, like you're bringing out things I haven't talked about, uh, is, is I'm unhooking from the things that were in their own way, making me feel like that. And I wasn't kind of aware of it because I was trying to override them with my reasoning. For me, my story, so my story on the breathlessness is I can do this. Look, I've said I'm going to do it for this many weeks. I made that. I can do that. I can push through. I can do that. And then on the other, and then mythical on the other side, right? This mythical unicorn land, unicorn land of on the other side. On the other side, I'll do it differently. <laughs> when this patch is done, I'll do it differently. And my favorite one, which... <gasps> my husband is now a joke in our household because he's heard it so many times is the but once I've done this I won't have to do it again <laughs> the favorite saying of every entrepreneur once once it's done I won't have to do it again it's it'll be built it'll be done so talk to me I, what you just said there and this is for me as much as for anybody listening um you said you unhooked. Are you able or willing or wanting to share what you unhooked from or how you could tell the difference? Ah, wow. Boy, you can, you know, we should have this conversation in like six months again. Tune in for part two because like first off, I'm in it. Um, second is I can't share what it is because it's sort of I'm in it. So I'm both in it, meaning like I haven't come to the other side of it. It could be a disaster, but I don't think so. I don't think so. Um, but I'll give you two past examples instead of the one I'm in. Here, here's one from a long time ago. I'll give you, uh, yeah, two. These are gonna sound very odd but because they're material things, but they're, they're significant. Um, I had a little Mercedes two-seater um, 
Roadster. There's this beautiful silver Roadster Mercedes. And I loved this car. I loved this car. And it could have became part of my identity and I took care of it. And I just, I had it from 2005 until about 2000. I, I just, oh, was it 2005 to 2000, like 18. So I had it 13 years. It looked brand new. And then I was ready to give it up. But I was like, but I love it. I've been part, it's been part of me. It's part of my thing. But I, there was a part of me that's like, I really want to give it up. I don't use it. It sits in the garage. It's sort of a hassle now. I have to spend time and money on it and make sure it got oil changed. Don't worry about the tires and scratches. And there was a part of me that wanted to give it up. But I said, no, you got to, just like this other decision in my past with the offer to join this company. And I, uh, I finally sort of like was ready. And I said, I'm, I'm, I'm giving it up. And I drove it in. I found a seller. I ended up selling it back to Mercedes. They took it. I drove it in. They unscrewed the plates and I was ready to be heartsick. And I went like this. You can't see me, those of you listening, but I put my arms in and I'm like, I'm free. And I came home. My husband said, how was it? How do you feel? And I was like, I feel great. I feel great. I thought I was going to miss the car. I just, but it, I, because the past love of it, it was just a sense of, oh, I have to like feel bad. And I was like, no, I feel the opposite. So that was one example, the other of letting go and kind of unhooking. And this is again, a small thing, but this is part back to the breadcrumbs. It seems like a small thing on the surface, but it's, there's a much deeper essence below it that's calling to you. So my example is I have the studio, you can't see it here, but it's where I am right now. And I always wanted to make it more of a studio, dance, mirror, big open space, but I had furniture. And I had this conflict of like, am I the hostess who has friends over and is this awesome, cool space or am I, the explosive creative physical artist. And I had this sort of dual identity going, this little voice kept saying, get rid of the furniture. And the reasoning's like, no, no. And I was like, get rid of the furniture. It took me a few years, but I finally got rid of like 50% of the furniture. And I love it, but it's not just visually it feels right. Like I'm moving, I'm dancing, I'm doing my thing. So that breadcrumb, whatever it is that for each of you, if you're like, I kind of want to write the novel, I kind of want to pull this thing out of my drawer. I kind of want to like try out this new course. That is your hidden genius calling to you. Even if it makes no sense to others. That's what my book Risk For It is about. It's that sense of follow that little breadcrumb. We call it the crimson star in the book. It's the crimson star. It hits your eye and no one else's. And um, you Why? follow it. Why the Crimson Star? Why the Crimson Star? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Um, well, I was teaching a risk forward, uh, I called it the beta group. It was a risk forward special experience group of about 12 entrepreneurs. I was teaching them some of the themes that were coming up in the book, partly beta testing them. And I was thinking, how do I explain this light that hits your eye and no one else's? And I was like, it's like a star, but the star didn't seem like, you know, special. And it couldn't be the North star and it couldn't be a blue star. And I literally went through different colors in the color wheel. And I was like, violet star? No, that's not it. Red star? It's a little too Russian. You know, green star? No, that's a little weird. <laughs> so, and I like went through the purple star. That's a little too woo. And I was like, crimson. That is the perfect word. It feels special. It feels regal but it's this like thing that appears and then disappears. So it's not like a bright shining star. It's like a crimson star. It's like, is that a star? And you follow it and it leads you to the next thing. And that's the crimson star. <laughs>
Thanks so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode and have seized hold of at least one tool, idea, or mindset that will help you start raising your own level of influence. Now, for those of you who want to take the next step in your journey or would just love a roadmap to becoming the most influential voice, idea, or brand in your space, then I have good news. You can now download the latest updated version of my ebook, The Influencer Code, from my website, juliemasters.com. Also, there's a link in the show notes. Just pop in your email address, and I promise I will not spam you, but it is jam-packed full of ideas, tools, and case studies that I have come across in my now 20-plus years of doing this work, not to mention the seven areas and seven core questions that I have found to be hands-down the most valuable when it comes to immediately lifting your ability to make an impact. Download it, keep it, share it, juice it for all it is worth. I hope it makes a massive difference in both your career and your business. Thank you always to my co-founder and the main brain behind this podcast, Lauren Kelly. You kick my butt in all the right ways. Thank you for making it happen. And if you did enjoy the show, then we would love you to share this podcast and leave us a review on iTunes, Google, Stitcher, whatever your platform of choice happens to be. And don't forget to subscribe to make sure that you never miss an episode.